All right. Um, so iPhone launch week. Um, are we looking at the sales? What do you think? Yeah. So I was uh, following it on social media, and I, was, I saw a lot of people posting uh, huge lines outside Apple Store starting from Thursday, I think. So um, one thing it shows that. I think people do care about smartphone cameras a lot these days and because let's be honest this year's iPhone is all about those cameras. So so uh, don't you think the reduced price for iPhone 11 and you know the improved battery life for both these iPhones is a major selling point? Uh, I have no doubt about the fact that 699 is a very attractive price for a brand new iPhone. Yes, that and the cameras. Uh, I think battery life, uh, I've never had a lot of issues with it personally, but maybe people do want uh, more battery life. But I think the main reason should be $699 iPhone 11 in the camera. I think I read one of the reports that uh, came from uh, Ming, the analyst who releases reports from the supply chain. Um, he was saying that... Um, I think the most popular iPhone is not just iPhone 11. I think iPhone 11 Pro is also selling very well. Yes, uh, I read that report, and uh, it was in fact it was uh, reported that the 11 Pro uh, models are outselling the 699 dollar 11. Hmm. That's strange to me. But you know what? Um, even last year, such reports came out about 10s series outselling 10R, but later on. We know we all saw that the 10R was actually Apple's uh, biggest seller, not the 10S. Yeah, so, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same case this year. Because, yes, yes. Uh, Ming has a reputation of finding out reliable news from the supply chain, but I don't think the sale sale part, you know, that that's something you can find out from the supply chain, despite how many units are being shipped. Sh shipped units does not automatically mean you know sold units. Yes, uh, uh, I think uh, he he's getting those numbers wrong. Um, I totally agree that uh, he's usually very right on the 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 design and the features rumor thing, but he usually get these numbers stuff wrong. Yeah. So um, so which which iPhone are you ordering? I think last week you weren't decided. Yeah. So uh, I've now decided because uh, I got to try out the new iPhone yesterday. And I saw all the colors except for the silver one. And uh, so uh, I, I'm getting the iPhone 11 Pro Max 256 GB uh, in midnight green. Uh, midnight green, not because I liked it in person, but of course I liked it in person, but uh, mainly because it's it's the new color. So uh, that's why I'm getting this green that's, color. That's the exact same model I'm looking for. But um yeah but i think i think i would also like to see them in person i think the silver one also looks really nice um, yes uh i've not seen the silver one but mm. since i've owned iphone 10 in silver so uh you know the biggest reason why i'm going to get green is mainly because it's a new color that's it <laughs> yeah that totally makes sense are, are you getting the new apple watch as well uh I think this year I'm going to skip on it uh, because right now I'm planning to get 11 Pro Max 
and then probably after a month i'm also planning to get the regular 699 dollar iphone 11 so so just just in case uh, you probably know but uh, apple is also selling a watch band sports version of, a, of the watch band which is the same color as the midnight green app iphone uh yes i'm aware of that and i i'll probably buy that color for my series 4 watch uh in fact i had the eyes on it when i saw it uh, in one of the apple promos so. i think they'll probably update their beats lineup as well to match these iphone colors like they always do that but yeah this time i think i think this is the most number of colors there they've ever released in a year for their iphone I think so too, uh, because uh, the iPhone XR, XR had six colors, uh, but last year, of course, the Pro model had three. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is the first time their flagship phone is getting four colors, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and technically, I think I think 11, iPhone 11 is as much a flagship as iPhone 11 Pro. I mean, this time they really, I think, really got the naming right. Because they made the iPhone 11 seem like, you know, that's the main model to buy. And obviously because of the price, you know, it makes sense for most people to buy that. But feature-wise, there's no reason, you know, I mean, if you if that's the one you can buy, you don't miss out much features except for the telephoto lens in iPhone 11 Pro. But I don't think the display is such a big feature that, you know, you will miss out if you don't get the Pro model. Okay, did so, you, did you, know, you notice any difference, like when yes, you saw so, the phone? Yes, so uh, I I get to try iPhone 11 Pro Max yesterday, and uh, side by side with my iPhone 10s Max, yes, uh, Apple is calling it Super Retina XDR, whatever, but the clarity is visible uh, side by side. It is noticeably brighter and more sharper and clearer. I never thought this was will be a big deal, but clearly when you use it, there is a difference. Uh, and I think side by side with iPhone 11's display, uh, there will be even more difference this year than it was last year compared to 10s Max and 10R. But if you don't put them side by side on its own, I don't think the the like the 10R's display was not bad at all. Yeah, so Apple's LCD has been the best, I think, for a while now. And there's uh, since I've used 10R almost on daily basis last year, and I can totally vouch for the fact that the display was totally fine. And I'm sure the 11th display will be same. But what I'm saying is that uh, the iPhone 11 Pro Max display is is noticeably sharper and brighter. Uh, I don't know uh, if it will make for a huge difference. I don't think so. But still, like, uh, you know, when you're you're using that phone, I think you really, first of all, let me talk about the design. So I absolutely loved the frosted back finish. And I I cannot believe I'm saying this, but, you know, the the space gray they did on the iPhone X and XS, I was not a huge fan of it, mainly because it looked very blackish. It was very dark space gray. So this year's space gray looks very nice. Uh, it's more in line with the space gray finish we get on the MacBook Pros. 
and the phone has extremely premium finish when you when you use it uh you like this here you really feel like this is a thousand or a thousand dollar plus phone uh it's very premium it's definitely pro yeah yeah from finish <laughs> to display to um the cameras i uh, will talk about it later but yeah it, it it it's a pro phone yeah all right so let's jump to the reviews now i i think you and i have been reading and watching a lot of reviews i think i personally really enjoyed jonathan morrison's review it was really insightful um uh, i saw nilay patel's review as well on the verge i think that was very well done especially the starting shot they did without any cgi that was pretty cool um i couldn't finish any rich's video that was too long <laughs> so mkbhd's review was okay not bad either but i think i think for me jonathan morris review was one of the best ones so far so i think the common theme in all of them was that you know the camera is like probably the best right now on any smartphone everyone mm-hmm. is disputing the pro mm-hmm. status of iphone 11 pro i mean that's i think understandable people will be conflicted on that like obviously not everyone knows that they can do this pro level stuff on their iphone there are people literally you know earning money through their phone and uh, i mean if your phone lets you do that i think that is a professional device but anyways that's a different discussion i think what do you think of the reviews what do you make out of them so uh, i totally agree uh, with your opinion on the reviews so you know john about john i've met him personally once two years back in london and uh, what i like about john is that you know th- there are people in media and you know that uh, they just you know love bashing apple for the sake of it even though in their personal lives they are they're using apple products they have in fact they have created their whole businesses writing or talking about you know apple and stuff and yet for some reason they're always they just love to bash apple for no reason and you know what i like about john is like he's very he looks very honest and if he uses certain products he'll be very open about them and you know when you see his you know content it shows how passionate he is about technology in general and also about apple and the stuff they make so uh, yeah uh, about the reviews uh, john's video was great and very detailed and also uh, i don't know if you if you have seen his video yesterday that he posted about giving away iphone uh, to some people on randomly on the streets i think that was a great video and it was also for a great initiative so yeah you should check that out but yeah the the consensus on cameras generally is that right now they are if if you talk as of today they are i think undisputedly uh, the best phones uh, the best phone camera and having tried them in person yesterday uh the the photos the color science it's noticeably better than the 10s max i was getting for a year and i was one of those people who thought that 10s max had a great camera but after using iphone 11 pro uh for a while and taking some sample photos uh they were every like right i think 
with 11 pro you can really trust the camera to pull off an excellent photo almost every time you press that shutter button so. all right so um, i think uh, jonathan morrison's tweet on the on iphone is really funny um where he i think uh, yeah. <laughs> he put a tweet mocking how pixel you know makes uh, nighttime photos look like daytime photos which is not a compliment because it changes yeah. the whole scene um and uh, i th- i think in terms of the camera i understand you know some people really want their favorite android phone to be better but so far any comparison i've seen in terms of uh, even techcrunch uh, i saw that uh, techcrunch review the photo comparison was i think really uh, you know really showed how even in night mode iphone 11 pro pulls pulls in more detail than the competition and uh, I think no matter what you know anyone thinks, no matter what the comparisons are, I'm really looking forward to uh, Deep Fusion. I think that cannot come soon enough. Maybe Apple might release it with iOS 13.2 as beta, but I think that might be. Maybe they will release it after Pixel 4, <laughs> but that might change the game for a lot of uh, users. Because the photo they showed and the detail it showed, I mean, you don't expect that from a phone camera. When you zoom in that much, you know, like a sweater on, you know, on a person, you know, details get smudgy. It looks like painting if you zoom in that much. But if it can show that much detail, I think um, that must might, would be interesting. I found it interesting, more interesting how MKBHD praised the iPhone 11 Pro camera and then said Pixel 4 is coming. So I think the industry is really trying to, you know, be like, okay, this is the king for now, but Pixel 4 is coming soon. So, uh, you know, there's, of course, in the tech world, there's always something new coming soon, but, you know, coming back to the night mode. So uh, I don't know if you've tried the night, the night side feature on Pixel, but I have. And, of course, we have all seen sample photos on the Internet. So the thing is that when it when the night side feature first came out, there was no doubt that you know it was blowing people's minds away. But now I think when you put it side by side with iPhone's night mode, I think iPhone's night mode puts it to shame. People are not praising the iPhone's night mode enough, in my opinion. They're still calling it a toss between the two. I think there's no comparison and the reason is the detail. The iPhone's camera captures so much more detail that it's just amazing. I think just overexposing photo, what Pixel is mostly doing is, you know, just overexposing the photos, turning them into day and whatever. But the, the, the amount of detail uh, the iPhone's lens is able to capture in that amount of light is just mind-blowing. The photos are very, very sharp compared compared to the com- what competition is doing with their night modes. Because the Samsung, the Huawei's, and they all have these night modes, and they are all able to do decent job in terms of you know brightening up the photos. But the difference, I think, comes down to the detail, and the iPhone is absolutely has nailed the I think the night mode, and it reminds me of. 2016 i believe it was when apple introduced portrait mode and i think uh, whatever people would uh, the other companies were doing with portrait stuff back in 2016 
Apple, I think, with their portrait mode, really put them all to shame. And I think the same has happened today with uh, the night mode. So, do you know, uh, before Apple actually announced the portrait mode with iPhone 7 Plus, Google had this feature called Lens Blur in their camera yeah, app. Yeah, Which uh, was a very, Nokia very also horrible implementation of blur, yeah. blur background blur. Um, and this was back in 2014, I think, yes. around that time. Um, people forget that, you know, I, I mean, iPhone really jumped way ahead at that time. So talking about 2014, HTC, uh, Google, and I believe it was Nokia Lumia, they all had this blur or portrait or whatever stuff. But with dual lens setup in 2016, I think Apple absolutely crushed the portrait mode back then. And the night mode, Apple again is late to the game, but again, they've done it right because you just have to see, just zoom in the photos and you'll see the the detail the iPhone camera is capturing is just insane. So back then I had this uh, HTC One M8 phone as well. So it had something called uh, Ultra Pixel, I believe. Uh, it was a very low resolution camera. Uh, basically, that two cameras, one of the first phones with two rear cameras. So one was just a depth sensor, and the other one was like a you know a usual. Uh, 4 megapixel camera. It was just 4 megapixels. So, their point was that, oh, you know, this will take very good photos. But again, you know, uh, as you expect, it was horrible. Uh, it, it didn't take good pictures. I before think I come to portrait lighting, I want to talk out, more about was, the portrait stuff I have tried on no the iPhone 11 Pro. Software, so, uh, I got to try portrait uh, mode and I, think I absolutely this might be love the, the fact that change. now I can uh, take portraits to standard wide, the main camera, even more, uh, instead uh, of relying on telephoto. And, you know, there are two advantages to that. One, you don't have to have that specific, you know, distance that you were required when you were taking photo from uh, hmm. the, the telephoto lens and also of course because it's wider and hmm. uh, you get more field of view and another advantage of course is of course is that it's the main camera so no matter what the main camera is always the best one so uh, I think I'm going to use portrait more on the standard uh, lens standard wide lens and I'm so happy that Apple has actually you know, brought the portrait stuff to standard white lens. And for lightning, uh, uh, portrait lighting stuff, uh, honestly, I only tried it one, when Apple introduced it first with the iPhone 10. Probably once or twice again here and there, but no, I don't use it as often. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I've not, I've also not seen, uh, other people posting a lot of those stuff. Maybe they are not as popular or whatever. But the standard portrait effect is what I prefer more with the blurred background. Yeah, I think um, portrait mode has really, I think, also improved like miles since it was, was launched uh, yes, first yes. with 7 Plus. I think they improved it a lot with iPhone 10. Um, I mean, I can tell that, you know, I can easily take portrait photos, uh, in, especially in good light conditions, yep. without moving too, you know, far back from my subject. And it doesn't matter if it's a human face or not, I can easily take good photos with that. Um, but I think 
yeah using that with a wide lens uh, which has an f1.8 aperture is going to be a huge huge deal. yeah yeah so it's going to give obviously better results um um it'll be interesting to see how people use it uh, but i think so far the review show that you know it works really well um what i've read is that ultra wide lens has you know it's not as good as the other two but honestly i don't think that should be a big deal it's more like a gopro style lens so you you sh- you do expect you know that the quality will not be as good as a telephoto or standard wide lens there's no doubt uh, uh even in my small test i did uh, the the photos captured through standard lens were way better in my opinion but what's different was that the colors remained exact same so mm. i don't think i've seen similar stuff from other phones because in other phones the the, the color science is completely different when you switch from white to you know telephoto or even the standard white but apple's color science is universal uh, all when on all three lenses but yeah of course the quality difference is there uh, i've noticed that um but i think that is something to be expected i i think this is a this is a way bigger deal than most people would know um uh, because all the three lenses have different specifications so they have different apertures different focal lengths yeah. but yeah. making sure that you know especially while you're capturing video making sure that you know the color remains the same the the exposure remains the yes. same and you know you don't yes. get this abrupt change when switching lenses yes, yes. um and it's how seamless it is it's a pretty big deal and i think the i think obviously credit goes to that combination of software and hardware and it also shows how fast the hard hardware is it's i think the a13 performance showing here because yeah. this instantaneous switching is really seamless right? you don't even have to press a button while recording video and you know you just move smoothly between different lenses and i i really like how in the camera app they instead of you know putting a 1x or 2x zoom they've also added that dial for the yeah. which shows the millimeter of focal length yes yes yeah so you know uh uh people talk about you know what's the point of these powerful processors these a12 a13 crushing you know uh, the cameras and the improvement in cameras is just one of the things that you come to appreciate the a12 and the a13 the, the job they are doing in the background because you know let's even if you take portrait mode or night mode uh, examples apple is doing it all in real time okay you get to see what you are capturing be it portrait mode be it night mode but you know this the stuff google is doing and their samsung is doing is all uh you know post processing stuff so you capture it then you wait and then the, the phone processes the uh photo and then it produces after a few second uh, the final image but you know what i love about the iphone um experience camera experience is that uh, you you get to see it in real time and even in the night mode it's amazing how it, in real time it adjusts you know the the exposure and then takes the photo so uh, this is of course all due to you know the powerful processor these phones have and and deep vision will be another example where of course you know the nine photos will be captured all Uh, in a second and you know 
uh, all the processing will be done and to produce that very detailed shots so of course it's 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 the camera lenses it's the software and it's also the processor at work to produce all all this great experience so i think um um iphone 11 11 pro got really good obviously scores as well in their reviews uh, like i think the words gave it 9 out of 10 which was pretty good in my opinion um I, it, but i will be you know uh, i'm really curious to find out what score they'll give to pixel 4 cuz compared to this i mean you know once there's a benchmark you have to see you know how the other how the competition competes on the same benchmark um because I know they give a very low score to iOS 13, uh, because of those, especially because of yeah. the bugs, uh, um, which so we'll discuss more in detail. Happened, but uh, yeah, but maybe yeah, there'll be a scratch think, gate for the um, prostate finish. I'm also, I you know, yeah. Even the comparisons where you know people are trying to destroy the iPhone 11 Pro, um, I think it's doing pretty well with the new yeah. glass finish. Um, I think uh, in one particular comparison, I saw the Note 10 survive longer. Yes, then, I've also seen that video. Yeah, but other than that, um, I think in most videos I've seen the iPhone 11 Pro do pretty well. I mean, you shouldn't be throwing away, throwing around your phone on the floor like that. Yes, I yes. mean it's thousand dollars at least. So, yeah, put a case on it. Um, so um, let's move to iOS 13 now. Um, okay. So iOS 13 did task. I. I'm sure a lot of people already updated and you know are probably suffering from the bugs. Um, I know some gamers are facing issues because um, games like Fortnite and PUBG are not doing well with the multi-touch issues. Then there are also a lot of other bugs which I think are common knowledge. But now you know a lot of websites have been posting about them. Obviously that's why they are releasing iOS 13.1 so quickly. Yep. What's your take on this? Um, should they have just waited for, you know, four more days before releasing the update? You know, of course, uh, I don't know. There must be some reason why they had to release 13.0 uh, on the iPhone launch day or, or a day before that. I don't know what was the technical reason behind it because they easily could have waited four or five days. But I think there must be some very technical reason why they had to push 13.0 a few days early uh talking about ios 13 so you know i tested it throughout the summer but it was on ipad as ipad os and you know it was probably the worst beta i ever tested in my life uh, be it on any platform there were so many issues in fact there are still some issues on the ipad side uh, but Are I guess forgetting iOS 7, you can't take the crown from that one. No, I think I think this was, I think this was worse than iOS 7. Uh, that's just me, maybe. But uh, so you know, what thing is that um, um, I didn't get to test it on the iPhone. So uh, on Thursday when I installed it on my iPhone, this was the first time I experienced iOS 13 on the iPhone. But of course, you know, throughout the summer when I talked to you and I, you know, read on social media, uh, people who were using it on iPhone also had a lot of problems. But what surprised me was when I installed it on my 10R and 10S Max that I have not run into as much issues that I thought I would. 
um i don't know maybe uh when is uh, it that you installed on your iphone i i installed it on thursday when it launched so that's for 13. the first time so that's uh, the final build of iOS 13 right yes yes yeah. uh, so i think you know, i think by the time you installed it a lot of bugs had already been fixed because during the beta there were a lot more so you know what's interesting is that uh in the mid not exactly mid cycle but sometime in august they just you know uh, stopped seeding 13.0 builds and just moved to 13.1 on both ipad and iphone and the last build i remember on the ipad 13.0 beta 8 it was i think it still had those springboard crashes and all that stuff and so i thought maybe uh, 13 that was probably the final build and that they had to finalize it before putting on the new iPhones the iPhone 11s so when when i was uh, about to install it on thursday the final build i thought it would be as bad as 13.0 beta 8 was on ipad but you know to my surprise on the iphone it is it was far a better experience than i had on the ipad so so far in fact i have not run into any problem this was probably also the first time before 13.0 was released on thursday i you know sent a group message to my family telling them not to update and wait till tuesday for 13.1 but you know it was it was running fine and so after a day i just told everybody to upgrade and nobody has had any issues So I think one thing that definitely makes a difference, and people who install iOS developer public betas will understand. So when you're on a beta version and there's an update, a new beta out, so it's normally it's not a full update. It's just the upgrade. So it's probably a few hundred MB, or you know, it's really the whole you know two point something GB update. So I think there is a definite difference in you know just upgrading. through different beta versions i think that causes more bugs to stay compared to installing a whole update which you did on your phone so avoiding the beta updates i think helped you in that case that could be a case you know because on ipad side i even ran into an issue once of icloud drive files getting missing and then getting yeah. into a recovered folder locally i think that happened it was horrible users. yeah i yeah. i still have that folder and i haven't gone through it i don't know what what it has yes. why yes. is there i'm scared to delete it because i don't want you to should just make it. a backup i think just make a backup yeah yeah i think what the issue with i is right now is that okay i'm on i'm 13.1 on my iphone is beta core and i'm on ipad os on my ipad pro so I still see crashes on different apps, which I attribute to apps not being up to date for iOS 13, uh, which is slowly changing nowadays. Um, you see releases every day. I think developers have not been fast enough with their uh, updates, but they're coming trickling in. Um, but on iPad OS, uh, I think after beta 4, crashes have reduced considerably. Mm-hmm. But would I say iPad OS is really? Uh, I mean, you know. stable right now i cannot um i still have issues with extremely slow file transfer i think you know you try copying um i use a dji pocket camera so when i you know shoot a lot of videos so for example if i have like 10 20 gb of files i want to transfer them from my from 
an SD card to my iPad Pro, uh, the process is really, really slow. And it's not just with the card or the dock. So I also have a USB flash drive which has USB-C port. Plug that in directly to my iPad Pro and try to back up those same files there. It's still slow. And it doesn't show you the progress. It doesn't work as good as it should. Which, you know, tells me that, you know, no one at Apple has tried using this. I mean, they gave you the feature, but they didn't try it themselves. Because it's slow. It's horribly implemented. It's there, yes, I can plug in a USB-C device and be like, hey, you know, it works. It doesn't work that well yet. And I'm a bit disappointed that, you know, this is this was supposed to be the update for iPad Pro. And while it does a lot more things that iPad iOS 12 for iPad Pro users, it's still not there yet. Um, there's a lot of features which are still to be released for iOS 13.1, uh, which they announced back in WWDC. But yeah, I think despite all the hard work they put in with iOS 12 to improve performance and stability, I think they've again taken a few steps back. You know. Uh if if I talk about the files app and all the issues, uh, I completely agree on that. The the whole USB um, drive implementation is very very half baked, and I think they should just call call it files beta or something. Because um, firstly, I think they absolutely skipped on so many features that they promised will come with thirteen point zero. The sharing folder stuff, and you know, uh, the I think they even removed uh, the ability to download uh, folders or you know, uh, remove them look from your drive locally at will. Yeah, and and you know all that stuff. So, and coming to the flash drive slow speed stuff, I, I completely agree on that. And even you know, um, I don't use flash drive on my ipad as much as i thought i'll i'll use but you know i'm what i'm using more is the ability to connect to smb servers so i have i have a nas drive at home i have a time capsule at home and for some reason time capsule does not connect to ipad i don't know why even though in from third party apps using smb protocol i can still connect to time capsule but for some reason this apple product is not able to connect through the files app uh, natively and uh, as for nas stuff i'm able to connect you know to my nas uh, server through files app but even then the implementation seems to be very half baked why because uh, if i if i open a folder full of images or videos the thumbnails don't show up uh, I don't know why is that because if you use a third-party app to connect to to a, to a SMB server, the thumbnails and everything show up. So you know the files app, you know whatever they plan to do with it was a complete mess and uh, it just didn't work out. But I'm expecting all of these issues to be fixed. You know, probably four or five months from now, I'll have I'll just give them four or five months. Why? Because I just don't see it happening in a month or two time. Because there are just too many issues right now, and they wanted Files app to become just as good as Finder, uh, but it's just nowhere there yet. So, I mean, for me, the and a lot of users, the main feature, main attraction was that oh, you know, you can 
lot of file management and organization stuff that you can do on your Mac. So you won't need to go back to your Mac and connect your drive. I know people don't use drives a lot, but that's the, the reason is, you know, you cannot connect it to your device. If you can, they will. I mean, if I have to back up my data files and, you know, move them between other devices or an SD card, you know, it's, it's the best way. Instead, I'm not going to, I cannot connect my DJI pocket camera to uh, Wi-Fi. So, I mean, these things are, people use them. I have a 256 GB flash drive, which is, I think, sufficient for backing up a lot of files on my iPad, right? Especially when I'm doing video editing, I don't want to keep the whole project there. But it's like, it's it's very disappointing that, you know, they haven't done it properly. It, it shouldn't take that much time for them to understand that, you know, this is important for users. But I guess that's, I don't know what the focus is, but apparently, you know, there's, again, they're doing the same thing. They're announcing things which are not, which they don't know if they will be ready on time. So they're not learning from AirPlay 2. Air power, um, home port studio sharing. They're, you know, still doing those mistakes that they started like a couple of years ago. Uh, and I don't think they're showing any signs of learning from those mistakes. And as, as, as a person who, you know, you, who uses a lot of these products, especially, um, you know, trying to get like serious work done, it doesn't, you know, um, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. And, yeah, you know, if I'm writing on my iPad Pro and, you know, it, it, the springboard reboots and I lose work, I don't think, I think that'll make me miss my Mac even more rather than be like, oh, you know, I'll manage somehow. Yeah, I totally understand. Uh, and uh, about the, the, the spring load, springboard crashes stuff, I had it till 13.0 beta 8 and for after, since then, uh, it has uh, completely disappeared on my iPad, so I don't have those crashes, thankfully. And, you know, once 13.1 launches on Tuesday, uh, I'll do a complete clean install on my iPad, because I think the beta stuff really messed up a lot of things, and I think once 13.1 launches, I'll recommend actually everyone to just reinstall uh, everything from scratch that will probably help, you know, eliminate some other stuff. Yeah, I think I will also do a clean install once um, iOS 13.1 is released on Tuesday. But I wonder if they're going to release a new beta anytime soon after 13.1 because you, you usually don't have any time right after iOS launch that when there's no beta in, you know, concurrently being tested. Yeah, I think so. I think I think 13.2 will almost immediately launch, if not the same day, uh, because even 13.1 is not, you know, as polished as what iOS should be. So I think 13.2, with all those new features and stability improvements, I think it will almost immediately launch, probably in the same week. So I I've been able to tell who has upgraded to iOS 13. Thanks to the new Memojis because that's oh, available yes. for all compatible devices now. So anyone who has iOS 13 and has set that up, you know, an iMessage and, you know, shows me as an update. So I can tell that, you know, this person has upgraded. Um, well, let's talk about the, our favorite features of iOS 13. Like, yeah. Um, what, what are yours? So, you know, uh, of course, I like a lot of stuff. But if I, let, let's just pick up top three 
top three from iOS 13 and top three from iPadOS. Okay, so coming to top three for iPhone, um, I'm a big fan of dark mode, especially if it's automatic and done properly. And uh, I've wanted this feature for the longest time. Apple started it, I think, first with tvOS, if I'm not wrong. Then they brought it to macOS and now to iOS. I think uh, dark mode uh, will be my favorite. Uh, if I have to pick the second favorite for the iPhone, I know uh, we can talk about this sometime later. But you know, yesterday I went on a drive and uh, I used CarPlay in iOS 13. I think it's the like I'm probably exaggerating, but I think it's the best car interface uh, right now. And uh, I absolutely love the changes they made. And speaking of CarPlay and dark mode, even uh, it's interesting is that what's interesting is that they have brought light mode to CarPlay, and it's also automatic switch. So in daylight now you get you know light mode with white background and stuff. And when it's nighttime, you get the old dark mode. So I think my second favorite is all the changes that they've brought to CarPlay with iOS 13. And the third would be, I, I think uh, it's kind of difficult. Yeah, so for iPhone, I think my third would be uh, mu the, the synced lyrics stuff in music app. I know it might not be favorite of a lot of people, but I just enjoy it a lot. Uh, it's very nice and implemented very nicely. So. And if I am to pick for the iPad, uh, I think Safari download manager and, you know, the ability to download files in Safari and the fact that, you know, desktop pages work so much better now than they did previously. The changes they brought to Safari. I know those changes also apply to the iPhone, but it's more important for me on the iPad. So for iPad, changes they brought to, to Safari is first. Um, Second would be the changes they promised for the for the files app. I think it's not there yet, but once once it's there, I think it will make a huge difference to my workflow. And third best on the iPad would be I wanted to say the mouse support, but I won't. Why? Because Again, it's not implemented as well. One, and it's an accessibility feature. So probably I, I'll not say the mouse support is my favorite on the iPad. Uh, but the third would be, uh, I think the changes, the changes they brought to the home screen with, with, uh, you know, the widgets. Widgets. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think that would be my third. So yeah. So, um, my list is pretty similar. Um, for iOS 13, I think iPad with both. I think dark mode is number one. I think I've been using it far more than you know what the automatic setting says. I think uh, sometimes you know when I'm using my iPhone and iPad indoors during the day, I just turn on dark mode just just for the heck of it. Um, so I really use it a lot. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the apps that I, that I use do not support it yet, like WhatsApp, Instagram, and you know Facebook, but yeah, which is a bit disappointing. Um, Facebook is really 
too slow right now. I'm sure Zuckerberg... totally agree on the third party stuff, but yeah, yeah, I think Zuckerberg does not get along with Tim Cook, so that might be. Um, I remember they had a you know war yeah, of words, so might be the reason, but um, that's my favorite feature. I think music, uh, the lyric sync feature is another favorite of mine. Um, it looks really good. Um, but for number two, I. I don't know if Apple Arcade counts for this. Yes, it does. It does. It's an yeah. iOS 13. Feature. Yeah, but I, I really like Apple Arcade. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think so Apple far. Arcade. Yeah, I think so far more than the games themselves. I love the concept that yeah. they're trying to, you know, um, provide an alternative to people, you know, rather than the, you know, the free-to-play ad-riddled, you know, games with. You know, watch a video to get coins, and you know, buy, spend money, and all that kind of rubbish. Um, I know developers have to earn, but you know, the the line has been crossed so many times uh, that I think Apple Arcade really shows you that you know, gaming can be good, it can be better, and I hope developers do see good returns on this. So you know, more developers jump on board, and you know, this continues on for a long time because if developers aren't get, if they don't get you know, good returns from this service, they won't support it. More developers won't jump on board. So, from both perspectives, I hope it's a success. Um, I, I already think it is, in my eyes, because uh, even though I, I'm only playing it on an iPhone right now and uh, iPad as well, because uh, I have the beta, I can't wait for my, you know, my family to get their hands on it, you know, through Apple TV and their iPad and, yeah, other devices. So, I think this is pretty great um and for i think number three would definitely be the features in the files app uh and i think it's a tie for me between the slide over functionality that you can switch between multiple apps i don't know how you used uh, an ipad before that but yes you cannot I go agree. back to ios 12 and use one app yeah. as slide over that's like so old school <laughs> i love that i can set it up as i want and even on a mac you know that's something i miss you know, just sliding over app, quickly replying to a yes, message, and I don't going. However, however, if you use a keyboard, it doesn't work as well yes. as it should. Switching yeah. between different apps, you know, sometimes you're typing and you'll realize, oh, you know, even though I typed in the browser or the other app that's full screen, uh, you know, the message is still typing in the slide over app. So, again, Apple's testing has been right disappointing they they need to either you know fire the qa team or hire a better one but um yeah this this these kind of issues continue and you know major letdown from in my opinion because um these are small issues basically i don't think these are big ones to fix but yeah these are my top three for ios and ipad os i think if i have to give any honorary mentions that would be to the photos app um the improved photos app i really like it i think it's it's way better than the last one even though the features are very similar but the editing tools make a whole lot of difference and the new ui is really nice so you're not talking about honorary men- uh, mentions uh, i totally agree on photos app uh, apps new editing features especially for the video and i also totally agree on the apple arcade stuff um, I know when the, we did episode one last week and, you know, we talked about it in detail, but mm. at that time I didn't try it, of course, and I had my, you know, uh, concerns about it. And 
So yeah, after trying it out and even as a non-gamer, I'm absolutely in love with the concept and the quality of stuff being offered at launch. Uh, this is, you know, last week, it's amazing that last week we were like, this is probably not going to be as successful or whatever. But I think now I actually see other companies, you know, especially Google will have will have something similar, I think. Uh, in six months time for Google Play. Uh, I just see this one just taking off. Uh, I think unfortunately the issue with Android is that pirating apps is too easy on that platform. I, I know a lot of users, you know, where the where the game service does not rely on being, game does not rely on being, you know, always online. You know, it will be too easy to pirate and I think that is something that might hold them back from implementing such a feature because I think one of the biggest features of Apple Arcade is that you don't need to be online to play those games. Yeah, you can just play them offline, which is not something, you know, that I mean, I I hope Google introduces this as well because overall, you know, these kind of features are very good. I, I, I won't be surprised if Samsung also comes up with Samsung Galaxy you know, play games or Samsung Galaxy Arcade or Samsung Galaxy games or whatever because they have their own, you know, app store as well. They have their own theme store as well. Uh, they even once had their own music subscription service. I think it was Samsung Milk or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they do, uh, and uh, Huawei too, because Huawei, uh, actually Huawei is a complete separate story because but I mean, they don't even have Google Play anymore. Yeah, they don't have it anymore. But I just see this concept taking off now, and uh, I won't be surprised other companies coming up with similar, you know, packages. Because yeah. gaming, of course, is a huge deal, uh, and mobile gaming is even more so now hmm. because of you know how many devices ev- uh, everyone have these days. Hmm. So. so um yeah, so I think I mean it's pretty exciting. Going to be an exciting week. I think we'll probably have a lot more in the next episode as well with the gust wires 13.1 and ipad os yep i don't know if it's 13.1 or we call it ipad os only um because it's like the first release for ipad os um but i think once it's out it'll be interesting to you know see how it's going and they might who knows apple might have released a new beta date for all these operating systems by then however one thing is for sure Mac OS Catalina will still yeah. be some time away, which you is know, very disappointing yeah. for me. Um, right now I can't use Sidecar. I mean, even you know when iPad OS drops on Tuesday, no one will be able to use Sidecar because Mac OS Catalina won't be out until next month. Okay, so before I come to Catalina, uh, I just want to mention one more iOS 13 feature. Of course, we did talk about it, but I think Memoji stickers uh, is one of those things that uh, even is available now on the older phones. And I just, I just love using them with my family and stuff. And it's just one of those things when you once you start using them, you absolutely love them. So oh, yes. I think, I think Sir- Memoji, you know as an animation wasn't as popular but i think as sticker stickers which apple auto generates for you i think they're going to 
even more popular, especially because they work in third-party apps. So yes, and apps like WhatsApp already added support for them. Yes, yes. During yes. iOS 13 beta, which is pretty nice. Yes. So, yeah, you don't expect WhatsApp to be that fast on a lot of things, but I've been using uh, the Memojis stickers on uh, WhatsApp with different people, and it worked great. Yeah, the fact that, you know, older iPhone users, the non-iPhone 10 users can now create their Memoji stickers. Yeah. And the fact that third-party apps use them, yeah. uh, now I see them becoming... Even popular. iPad users before iPhone Pro can use them because, you know, yeah. iPhone Pro is the only one with Face ID for yeah. uh, iPad Pro. No, but but <laughs> you don't need Face ID for Memoji stickers. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. But before, yeah. I mean, before that, you know, it was only limited to Face ID device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and this not, is a pretty nice feature. Yeah. One of those things, you know, which is small, but I think really makes a difference that you can set yes. your own name and the image as well. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, talking about Catalina, uh, what's frustrating is that, uh, and what's even more concern for me is that, you know, Apple... The Mac is doesn't look like Apple's priority right now. I mean, um, even during the beta phase, Catalina was horrible, just like iOS 13. But, you know, for some reason, Catalina betas were not seeded as regularly as iOS 13 was being seeded for iPhone and iPads. And delaying it uh, for a month, and, you know, the fact that so many things now don't work between my Mojave Mac and my iOS 13 devices, like the continuity stuff. It's just very frustrating right now. I have to wait for a month to, you know, sync my Safari tabs and all that stuff, which should easily be, you know, uh, working right now, but it's just not working anymore. So for one month, you will know how Windows users live. (laughs) <laughs> and yes, exactly, and, and Android users as well. So another problem is if you update your Reminders app on iOS 13, you lose them on your Mac unless yeah. and until you update. So the to, same applies to... for Notes and Safari tab, uh, iCloud tab. Uh, I, I'm sure it rep- does it a apply lot to iCloud. Notes? I I'm sure it does because no, no, I don't think so. I I don't think so. Uh, well, I only... hope not. I think only uh, uh, only the features like if you if you're using the new shoulder uh, shoulder uh, folders uh, so folder sharing uh, of notes I think that won't appear on a on the no, the notes app the older notes app but uh, I think all other notes sync fine as far as I know but reminders app once you update it just doesn't work. Yeah, because that's whole the whole app is based on the new iCloud sync. Yeah. I mean the older app doesn't even have those features that they introduced. Um this is this is obviously something that Apple should have planned properly. Um I've read some conspiracy theories on why Apple chose to release iOS thirteen ahead of uh, you know, Mac OS and iPad OS. Um yeah, I mean there was no reason they couldn't push Apple Arcade ahead. Apparently, it has something to do with trade deals or stuff, but I'm not sure how it release relies on that because it, you know, it's not hardware, not being manufactured in China. So it's surprising. I still don't understand that. You know, what's the best explanation for this? It's very unlike Apple to not plan ahead. But 
Um, I, yeah, it's it's weird times to you know have to go through this. Um, it's even weirder uh, for somebody like me or you, you know, when our family uses Apple stuff uh, being recommended by us, and when they see things like this getting broken, they just come to us and say, "What the hell is going on? Why is it not working?" And it's hard to explain what is going on. Like yeah. you have to wait for the new Mac OS, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's not like you know you can uh, give a solution. There's no solution for this, unless, uh, apart from yeah, just wait, don't upgrade yet. I'm sure Apple has not stopped signing um, iOS 12.4 yet. Yeah, they're still signing it, of course. Yeah, so if you're on iOS 13 and you think you're losing data, you can downgrade. But if you've already upgraded your reminders to iOS 13, yes, yes. you no can't downgrade back. those. So you're kind of in a weird situation. So I, I still have this issue where my work laptop and my personal laptop are on macOS Huawei. And my iPhone and, and iPad are on iOS 13 and Android OS respectively. So any browser tabs that I open on Safari do not sync with the Safari on my Macs, which is extremely frustrating. I mean, even Chrome does not have this issue because it uses Google, right? But this is, I mean, this it's not like Safari has any brand new features that yeah, you know, should know. break iCloud syncing. But it does. So that's why I wouldn't have been surprised if Notes app was broken as well. And yeah. So, you know, two days ago, uh, I, I got a bit excited when I saw on macOS Mojave uh, software update section, a Safari 13.0 update. And I was yeah. like, damn, this will fix the, you know, Safari tabs and everything. And I just updated and nothing happened. Like, I was like, what? Yeah, it's just the new browser, the iCloud package. Still I think is pending Catalina. And you know, it's just not Catalina. Um, the fact that TV OS 13 is not here, and uh, the fact that Watch OS 6 is not available right now for Series 2 and Series 1, it's coming later this year. The fact that iOS 13.0 is not available for iPod Touch 7 generation released yes. two months ago. <laughs> it's like crazy. What is going on? Yeah, that's a new device, and everyone. We all thought, you know, why Apple released it? Oh, it's for Apple Arcade. Now, Apple Arcade is out. iOS 13 is out. But your iPod Touch does not have access to either of those. How ridiculous is that? That's the kind of things you expect from other OEMs. You don't expect it from Apple. Yes. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, they had like some old parts lying around. They were like, what do we do? Someone came to think, oh, we, maybe we could release a new device like iPad or iPod Touch. Like, yeah, let's do it iPod Touch, we haven't updated for years. And, you know, whoever bought it for the kids and they're like, oh, Apple Arcade is out, let's play. And it turns out you so, cannot. You know, another weird thing is that, is that uh, uh, things like this is also broken right now in iOS 13. So, uh, like, I used to, you know, uh, invoke shortcuts CarPlay and that doesn't work if you update to iOS 13.0 you have to wait for 13.1 to enable shortcuts automation in CarPlay. Another another thing which is broken right now is that if you update your iPhone to iOS 13, and since HomePod 13.0 firmware is not out, uh, I used to, you know, invoke shortcuts through HomePod, and that is also broken now, unless and until HomePod gets an update, which will be again later this fall. 
and i don't know what is going on with apple hardware and software but right now it's a mess uh so much of the stuff is now broken in my house some things are working and some things are not working and i'm in a weird spot because i've created this whole apple ecosystem in the house and people are now asking me in home why this thing was working and now it is not working and it's very difficult for me to explain to what is going on some things are coming next week another other things are coming later this year so so it's just like apple needs to sort this out man yeah and knowing apple you know they won't put out any explanation or any reason why this happened so we'll all just have to suffer through it with our 1000 dollar iphone and expensive products <laughs> Yeah, that's the price you pay for if something goes wrong in this ecosystem. You just wait. The There's walls no... are getting, you know. Yeah, higher. the walls are getting higher. There's no way to go to the registry and do a yeah, mix. <laughs> the walls are getting higher. Nile Patil. You cannot uninstall any OS feature. <laughs> you cannot disable that. So, no, it's so yeah. weird. I, I before the, the recording this this podcast, I, I actually <laughs> had trouble finding this 3.5 mm jack headphones. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. The walls are definitely getting higher for me, man. See, you always, <laughs> so you always keep a backup in case the wall is too high. <laughs> See, Nilay Patel is always right about the headphone jack. You needed yeah. it. So you know, first they mock you, then they join you. So how does it feel going back to the headphone jack now? So I believe you're using Samsung headphones. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought it uh, from my sister who got it in uh, Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus box. So this episode of iSystem is brought to you by Samsung headphones and iOS products. <laughs> if only Samsung starts sponsoring us. Hey, if I wouldn't mind money from either of company. Course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, hey, so Samsung, I... if you are listening, uh, yes, send over your Note 10 so that we can do a comparison. Yeah, definitely. I would love to compare the cameras. Um, I, I, okay. So I think by the time we have the next episode out, we'll have iPad OS and iPad 13.1. We might have some other updates as well for the apps. We might go through a few of them which are out. I think for now, Tweetboard is updated. Um, Apollo is updated. These are some of our favorite apps. Yep. Um, Twitter is updated to work with the. And you know, let's not mode. forget uh, OneDrive. Some of the Microsoft apps. I think it's really good that Microsoft is such a big company and they are, you know, one of the first to update. Yeah. Um, so OneDrive is also updated. So if you're using that, you know, go ahead and. I don't um, use OneDrive. Uh, I just know that they have updated. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have the app somewhere on. And my the WordPress phone. official app, even though it's horrible, it also supports iOS 13. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, I actually, Slack, Slack, Slack uses uh, automatic switching. Um, really? Have they switched to automatic now? Yes, yes, they do. Oh, okay. Because they had the dark mode out like a yeah. while back. Yeah, but now it's uh, automatic with iOS 13. Okay. That's odd. I, I didn't notice they did, made that change. Um, okay, so uh, for me, somehow, you know, it's still manual, the the team switching for Slack. So I'm not sure what... No, it's, it's automatic for me. Now you, you, can, you can check it out. I 
we'll give it a try um but okay apps like facebook and uh, instagram and whatsapp and whatsapp and snapchat man. all these are still uh, you know don't have dark mode um i don't think any of google's apps have support for the new dark mode youtube has it but it's not it doesn't switch with your ios settings. and youtube's uh, dark mode is so horrible it's like a gray mode i don't know which of google's what? app is not horrible i mean they're so horrible glad had this system he yeah. <laughs> he praised apple maps they have all the google is google all the all the android apps on the iphone except for the camera app yeah lock in man ecosystem lock in yeah man <laughs> so when Apple does that, they're evil. But when Google locks you in and you know puts mix of phone around an app, and Google. I'm actually app. glad you know the competition is always good, and there's no doubt that Google's you know camera stuff pushed Apple to improve their stuff. And with iPhone 11, they have absolutely nailed it now. So I'm very happy to get you know all of the stuff from Apple in the camera app. I, I agree yeah. on that hundred percent. I mean, I'm all up for competition as long as the device I paid money for, is, yeah. you know, remains on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to do is change ecosystems just because my camera sucks. <laughs> so it's been a tough few years, you know, with a subpar camera compared to Pixel. I contemplated, you know, switching to a Pixel a lot of time, but then I realized the camera is not enough. To switch NOS, man, the the Pixel stuff. Uh, we can talk about it once Pixel Four is out. But the thing is that it's like I think you know in private conversations I've discussed with you that only the camera will never make me uh, switch ecosystem. It's just too much of an hassle for me. And let's not forget, for me, you know. A smartphone design is also very important, and you know, Samsung and Huawei's they make beautiful stuff, but Google's hardware design choices are like I, I, the the foreheads and the chins and all of that stuff looks so dated. Uh, let's not forget that um, Vlad, the one from the writer Bloomberg. from Bloomberg, yeah. he actually tweeted this today that iPhone's animations and smooth uh, UI and everything is you know miles ahead of Pixel and Pixel's smooth UI and everything the animation design is considered miles ahead of the rest of the Android ecosystem so this I mean Pixel's UI stutters as well it stutters a lot it has so many software yeah yeah so if someone you know says that the app all camera app always works on Pixel that's not true. It stutters, you know, it has issues, it has crashes. So, Speaking I mean, we complaining about yeah. small issues for iOS 13. Don't forget, Android users live with a lot of these issues. Look, uh, I need to mention something here that we totally forgot about, and that's the performance improvement iOS 13 brings. I was surprised how, how much faster my iPhone works now compared to 12.4.1, and it's just not me. Even my family has told them me that you know their phones, some of them older phones, and they are like more responsive now. So, from last two years, Apple has done a great job in optimizing iOS to work faster, even on older hardware. 
I have an iPhone SE and even on that such a whole old hardware iOS 30, 13 performs really well. I I think uh, I think as as apps are being updated, I think that launch yes. speed up of improvement will come out. I don't yep. think it's yep. out for all apps yet. Um, Not for all, but yeah, for some of the apps that you know have got have have been updated. I think they're now using the making use of the new APIs and yeah. So I think I think you can even um, you know, feel this improvement in older phones. Yes, you know, which yes, you. That's 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 one of the big things that you know you can understand that there's a difference. It's definitely not slower than older iOS updates. That's that's the best thing I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I think uh, for this week, this is pretty much it. Uh, there has been a lot happening. There have been iPhone. If you if you've been in one of those iPhone Apple Store, you know, lines, let us know because. I would like to know why you don't order online instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Temu, did you plan to go in and stand in the line? Well, uh, you should tell me that because you live... Uh, I, I, I would have. Uh, some things came up this weekend. <laughs> but I know yeah. that I know that in Singapore there was a very big line outside of the Singapore Apple Store. There's only one here. I'm sure if there were more open up, you know, there'll be more lines. Um, but... Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of these people who stand in lines are, you know, reselling them to other countries or places where the iPhone isn't launching yet or is not officially so, available. I refuse yeah, you know, to believe they don't know that they can order online. I think it's more cultural thing now. I, I that's what it is. I think. Um, well, uh, I, uh, the good thing is a lot of people have gotten their hands on uh, the new iPhone. Uh, a lot of good photos are coming out. And, you know, if, if you're still on the fence on, you know, whether you should upgrade or not, I think uh, there's a lot of uh, information out there, especially from users and not just uh, uh, media organizations. Um, I think I think it's easier if you just say that, you know, uh, if you are looking for the absolute best camera right now, I think totally worth upgrading to iPhone 11 series. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, we'll end on this note. I mean, if you're on the fence, you should upgrade. If you're not, uh, depends on which one you're on. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of iSystem. If you have any feedback, uh, please feel free to share it with us. Um, until and next don't, week. Yeah, and don't forget to, you know, rate our podcast and provide feedback on Apple Podcast app. Yeah, definitely. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and we'll see you in the next episode.